0: Welcome to the Indomitable Podcast. I'm your host, Di Cerullo, and today we have someone very special that will leave you inspired. My guest today is the Indomitable Heather Tharp. So y'all, I first met Heather years ago now when she joined a networking group that I was a part of. And at that point, I had never considered hypnosis for myself. My son, who is ADHD and was six at the time, was becoming really aware of differences between himself and his classmates. And he was really struggling with his confidence as a result. So it broke my heart because I'm ADHD and I knew what he was experiencing. So um, over time, after seeing uh, Heather, he became his own advocate in school and grew into the class's neurodiversity expert. So, seeing the amazing growth he was experiencing with Heather's help, I started seeing her weekly as self care that I did for myself. Having been fired from therapy, because therapists often feel like I've processed my trauma as much as I can and that I'm thriving as much as can be expected, I still deal with anxiety and doubt because I'm a person. So in that gap, I found Heather as my support, and I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. So, Heather, before we leave everybody else in the dust, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, my name's Heather Tharp, Heather Tharp Wellness, and um, uh, in addition to hypnosis, I do energetic work. Uh, I've been a yogi and yoga instructor for 30 plus years. And uh, I've worked with both children and adults. You know, my youngest, well, with, when I was teaching yoga, my youngest clients were toddlers. And uh, yes. and then my oldest client, um, recently, I went from like 87 up to 98 a few weeks ago. I'm also <laughs> a clairvoyant and a medium. And mm-hmm. I use those skills to do intuitive life coaching. And, um, and yeah, it just all comes together nicely. Yes. And then during the pandemic, I just was pretty sure we weren't coming back in two weeks. <laughs> so I uh, I reached out to a hypnotherapist who had taken a workshop of mine maybe a decade before and had said to me that I was taking people through the stages of hypnosis when I did energy work with them. Wow. So hypnosis became just came very, very easy to me. And it was a great organic adjunct to what I was already offering my clients. So it
0: just grew from there. So you, I mean, you talk about doing yoga with children and how fantastic that was. And I know that you, um, have, you know, such a, um, big name in our community as being so, you know, good with children and all of that. And that's hard to have. So I didn't realize that when I first started seeing you. So how did you go from, you know, doing all of the amazing stuff you were doing with children and and sort of making sure that they were seen up into this um, now doing hypnosis and mediumship and making sure that you are doing the absolute most in our community when it comes to wellness?
1: Well, I'm also six children, so it wasn't really an option to not know how to work with and deal with kids. Right. And then from there, you know, I was a babysitter who had a wait list. <laughs> 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 I created a niche for myself. Yeah. And pudding. <laughs> yes. And yes. I was called the pudding babysitter, and I made way more money than the rest of my friends did who were babysitting. And then um, I went on to uh, become a early childhood educator. I, mm-hmm. I have a background in Montessori mm-hmm. um, and a background in health and fitness. And I did both of those things around the same time. Mm-hmm. So around the time I first started teaching, I started creating children's wellness or fitness programs. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a, um, I wanted to approach it with a new Edge. I didn't want it to be competitive. I wanted right. to teach children to love to move their bodies, but not necessarily have to be the person who was scoring the goals.
0: Right. Right. I
1: am a very athletic person, but mm-hmm. I always struggled with the, the uh, traditional sports when it came to yeah. um, hitting a ball. Nobody wanted me on their softball team or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I I had earned a varsity letter, you know, so I was athletic and I wanted to just really instill the love of movement to children. And around that time um, is when I started to study yoga. So I brought yoga and meditation to children. My first business, I started with my sister and then I had sold it at one point when my daughter was young Mm -hmm. and rebranded myself as Hope Yoga and started bringing yoga and meditation into the classrooms. and I did that until the shutdown. Right. right. And I really, I just loved it. I was bringing uh, skills and tools to children and ways to self regulate and just get through those hard days as a five year old a little yes. bit easier. Yes. And the feedback I got was so beautiful. I always used aromatherapy. So, you know, I would get notes from parents saying, Oh, lemon, my daughter says is her getting ready scent. You know, it was just a little, yes, cutest little things. And, yes. um, and I saw it work for them. And then, yeah. you know, sometimes I go in to teach a yoga class and those littles are now in their 30s. Yeah. With their own children and they're still my yoga students today. Mm. So, um, yeah. You know, it just sort of unfolded at one point in time because of my background as an art teacher and mm-hmm. um, early childhood. I was a storyteller for a local museum here at the PBS Essex Museum for 12 mm-hmm. years. Um, I want to say that's really when I earned my uh, nickname, the toddler child whisperer. Yeah, yeah. 150 kids. And I don't even know, like, how, but I'm just one of those people... <laughs> Even my children would be like, "Oh man," (laughs) we walk down the street. They're like, "Why are all these kids drawn here?"
0: No, they just are. Yeah. No, I. You know, kids. Kids get vibes. You know, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that at all. I also attract dogs and like pets and children. Like, so I'm not. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: you know, and then I cultivate a relationship with the parents as well. And so that was just a. It was just a. A really good time. a, A nice dozen years of my life yeah. there and when the shutdown happened and I decided to study hypnosis I specifically asked not to study past life regression that was right. part of yeah. normally what she offered but I'm already a clairvoyant a medium right and right I wanted to still be able to work with children and utilize right. the years that I had put in mm-hmm. Bonding, creating great tactics and tools for children. So I asked to study uh, pediatric hypnosis because remember, it was a pandemic. She didn't have a classroom. It was her and I six feet apart in her backyard.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And uh, she, on the other hand, she's a great storyteller because <laughs> to be able to sit and like keep me interested for six hours you know, absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I've started to move through the years. I have, I've written and uh, illustrated my own children's books. Um, that's right. Yep. So that's fun to share with the kids as well.
0: You know, as I'm, as I'm hearing you talk about this and I'm always like, it just occurred to me in this moment, all the years we've been talking to each other here. It just occurred to me that your specificity in taking care of children and and making children feel seen is probably very much what's so healing for for me seeing you regularly and like years miss heather like weeks like every week for years and i just it just occurred to me right now that like probably the thing that makes me feel the most seen by you is probably the exact same thing that children have and i'm just like like, I'm just sitting here as you're talking, and I'm just like, oh, I just blew my own mind real quick. Like, <laughs> like I hope I can think of what the next question is once I have this startling realization about myself. The thing that I love the most about you is probably the same thing that my kids love the most about you. And I just think I'm so fascinated by that. Of course it is. Of course it is. Well, there we are. I'm a South. Self- I am Snow White. So part of me thinks I'm a Disney <laughs> character. So there's that. No, totally. Oh, my God. I was just like, oh, die! you know what this is? <laughs> this is This is because you weren't seen as a child, and this amazing person is just an expert at seeing that inner child and speaking to those sorts of um those hurts, so I'm just like, oh, of course it is
1: well I think it's what you just said you know i had you know I had a challenging childhood, and yeah. um it didn't feel seen
0: right and right. so.
1: To be able to give that to children is incredibly healing for myself.
0: Right, and 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 inner ch- and inner children,
1: <laughs> like yeah. inner children, and little Heather, seven year old. Yes. yes,
0: yes. Oh my gosh, that's that's so that's profound. I'm happy to have discovered that. Um, why don't you talk about what you do in, in when it comes to children or or big children?
1: I can have a ten year old come in and they they can be hypnotized more in the same manner that, that you're hypnotized. Right. Um, But you know, my littles with ADHD or ADD, Mm -hmm. we can't hypnotize them that way.
0: No. Um, Yeah.
1: So my process, and I know everybody's process is different is to just to bond with them. Yeah. to, To exchange with them to get a sense of what is going on and we'll do silly things like juggle scarves. Yeah. You know, we, we pull cards, mm-hmm. yoga cards, we'll do yoga poses. So I'm talking to them as we're like engaging in activity together. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll read them a story and I ask them to, you know, close their eyes. It's like a chapter book, you know, they're going to make pictures with their, with their mind. And then it occurred to me because Duh, Heather, you've been a children's storyteller for Mm -hmm. decades. So why not create stories that they can listen to at the most receptive time of day? Mm -hmm. So the most receptive time of day, the time that we're the most impressionable is when we first wake up in the morning, right before we go to sleep at night. So Mm -hmm. that's why I have a log of bedtime stories that Mm -hmm. I will, as you know, I'll send. And um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think this week they should be going back to this story. And I don't feel the need to make up a lot of new stories all the time, right? Because one thing about kids is they want to read the same story over and over and oh, over again. Yeah. To the point, as a parent, most of the time we're like, "Yeah, let's to to read yeah. that story again." again? <laughs> yeah. Even in the '90s, there was uh, some elementary educators who created books that for teachers about using books over and over again to create Mm -hmm. lesson plans within the classroom because children want to hear the same story over and over again. Right. And so I can plant little seeds Mm
0: -hmm. when I'm working
1: with them. And then they have these bedtime stories. And I've had children, one child in particular who He was very suspicious of me, very little analytical mind, like, what's your favorite color? Why do you want to know that? Oh, okay. But why'd you ask? Exactly. Are you going to do something to my brain if you know my favorite color? I know. But he was very interested in listening to my bedtime stories. Right. So we focused mostly on juggling scarves, which I'm very good at, Mm -hmm. and teaching him how to juggle scarves. And then I sent him bedtime stories. Yep. So, yeah. Um, no. And then you, as you know, as an adult, I send my adults tools, mm-hmm. techniques, and recordings of things to use to reinforce it. You know, hypnosis is a tool, mindfulness is a practice. Because mm-hmm. I've been in the field of mindfulness, and I practice what I preach. I'm not somebody yes. who just does it for a profession. I, right. it's part of my everyday ritual. I've taken the tool of hypnosis and the practice of mindfulness. And I bring both elements to the table, right? Even if a client comes in and obviously you need to know your client, you need to know how to read the room. But if I feel it's necessary to add Reiki to our time together, Mm -hmm. then I will, you know, I'll ask permission or I'll say, Mm -hmm. Hey, can I, you know, I can give you some Reiki today. And I work with a lot of teenagers and I find that teenagers respond really well to Reiki, Mm -hmm. even my own teenagers do. And that piece of Reiki can really calm them down if they're feeling anxious about maybe not knowing what hypnosis is going to be about. Mm -hmm. But I always pull out my pocket watch just for, you know, a little fun because I realized from the first little kid coming in that he just asked me, do you have a pocket watch? I was like, well, I don't, but I could. Would you like to see one? He's right? like, can you hypnotize me with a pocket watch? I go, mm-hmm. actually, I can <laughs> So I had Amazon deliver me one the next day. And Perfect. they they have a choice. They can use a pocket watch if they want to. Because it's yes. fun for them. They've seen it on Scooby-Doo. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. Absolutely. there's many different like things that I bring into it. And for that reason, you know, you find, it's like any therapist. You find the right therapist that works find for you. find the right thing for you. Yeah. Yep. And I'll say more science with people who are more science because I'm very science-based as well. mm -hmm. I, yes, I was born a clairvoyant and a medium, but I am a very science-based person. And I, I had to really educate myself in woo-woo to embrace (laughs) woo-woo. I was one of those people who were like, you know, they were, oh, it's a full moon. The kids are going crazy. I was like, that's a bunch of Uh, (laughs) bulls. Until- Until I spent decades working with kids and having yeah. kids and having mm-hmm. friends who became nurses and realizing that, you know, on a full moon, that's when the ER is the fullest. The fullest. With crazy yep. Things yep. that yep. have happened. And yes, our kids are like, and, and if you study more, there's so much science about it. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't we be affected? The tides are affected and our body is mostly water. Yep. yep. So it's not all woo woo. It's not all Sage. It's not woo woo. It's science that the smoke creates negative ions in the air, which helps
0: create a more positive
1: feeling for us.
0: You know, you're probably a hundred percent right. Me personally, I don't mind either way. Like I'm like, it makes me feel better. It, it, you know, you light incense. I'm coming into your room. I'm realizing that like my brain is correlating the smell to being, feeling calm and feeling relaxed. I will like come flying in from whatever craziness of my day and I'll walk through your door and I'm just like, oh, okay, we're going to relax now. Mm -hmm. So I hear you saying, oh, it's doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, you know what it's doing? It relaxes me. And thusly, I care not. (laughs) Like I do not care. And you know,
1: and I know you call me Miss Heather, so.
0: <laughs> I do. I call you Miss. He- so for anybody who's I do, you call you Miss Di. No, I, ca- I call her Miss Heather because I talk about her so much to my children and I refuse to let them just say an adult's first name. Like that doesn't, that feels weird to me. So I, I still call her Miss Heather. Yes.
1: So when I was Miss Heather 24-7, I mean, this is what I learned in Montessori, scent, we it's all about engaging the senses the more senses you can engage the more you can imprint the experience mm-hmm. so i do use senses i mm-hmm. i do use you know the incense to create that smell and because you suggested it to me i now sell it in my in my sure. child. because yes they're like Take so relaxation relaxed. home with you they're like i feel so relaxed when i come in here and i just smell the room you know and i will use uh Different essential oils, and even ask people to bring in their own favorite essential oil because I don't keep all you know 300 different types of essential oils around. Mm-hmm. Um, because then if they use it during their hypnosis experience or during an energetic experience, and then they use it the next day and they're wearing it as perfume, it takes them back to that moment and that place. Right. At home.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, so when I will see Miss Heather. I will, I wanna sort of dispel the idea that, and I get that like there's some sort of miss, there's some misunderstandings around like she's not actually holding up a pocket watch and like hypnotizing me. So I will go into her office. She has this lovely chair that you will just get all cozy in. She's got like fifteen blankets that she'll like stack on you as as you as you will allow and, and enjoy. And then she'll just what sort of like two? there's like two. It, it it feels like it's very cozy. <laughs> My- <laughs> right. Folks, my point is the coziness, not how many it is. <laughs> like, it feels they're cozy blankets that she will place on you. You she will sort of, like, talk about your week, talk about what you're going through, and she'll sort of pick out little keywords about what you're talking about, and then she'll sort of... Um, put you under hypnosis, but it's more like just sort of a deep relaxation. And then she'll talk to you through the entire process. So she's not, it's not like it is on TV where like, she's not taking me back to a moment in time that I'm going to talk to her about. That might be terrifying for someone like me. Instead, what's happening is she's sort of giving me affirmations that my mind is recalling throughout my week and throughout my life as things are becoming difficult. So I started seeing Miss Heather at the beginning of when I first decided I was going to write my memoir, when I first decided I was going to sort of live in those memories for an extended period of time in order to get them all down and get them um, all out. But that was not without cost. That was not like I could just live in those memories on my own and not have sort of a touch point in my community that was checking on me um, and making sure that I wasn't stuck there. So I mean, I miss he- Miss Heather has been just <laughs> I would not have been able to do what I had done without you. So um, I just want to be clear for I don't want people to be driven away by the idea that they can't seek help from someone like you because they're afraid of what it might entail. I just want to be clear. It's very sore. It's very passive. I am lying there, cozy, potentially taking a nap for like a full, you know, it's 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 not at all what you see on TV, just to be clear. What because said, we can
1: talk yeah. a little bit about that. So yes, if please. we're all coming in for hypnosis, yes, I have a Mac Daddy giant lazy boy chair. We pop the feet up, yes. we lay you back. I have a child size weighted blanket, which is about seven pounds. And I have cozy blankets because cozy everyone blankets. wants to be cozy. cozy. Um, I may or may not use scent with you, depending on what's going on. Um, and like you said, you know, I just kind of listen to what you're saying and, you know, I'll get, I will literally say, well, I know what I'm going to do with you today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like for the children, you know, I'm, I'm just talking, you're listening. Yeah. You yep. feel like you're zoning out when actually you're more in a high focused mm-hmm. sort of place. Um, But I let, I tell you are. Conscious mind to just kind of chill out because the subconscious mind is going to be, you know, doing all the listening. Mm -hmm. The only time, you know, when you see movies and they they take people into regression and they have them talk. I don't do past life regression. Mm -hmm. I will take you back to a place in time, and I know you and I have done this where maybe you gave away your personal power Mm -hmm. to someone else. Um I'm not asking you to talk to me during that. You're having right. that, that exchange within your mind. And then afterwards, when you come out of hypnosis, then I'll, I ask you and I'll talk about it and things like that with you. Um, unless somebody's coming to me to specifically look for a lost item, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of talking going on. Right. It feels like meditation with a goal. And if you right. have tried meditation, you're like, oh, I don't meditate. Mm -hmm. And I, and I've tried it and I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who after doing hypnosis have come back and tell me I am now able to meditate. Right. Right. Because what hypnosis does, and if you look around your house is we're just ripping down the sheetrock. Yep. and you're looking at the studs, you're looking at the pipes, you're looking at the wires and we're going in and rewiring the subconscious mind. Right. And our mind has been wired from generations, mm-hmm. so we're able to go in there and change some of that or a lot of that generational trauma, mm. behavior, our knee-jerk reaction, the old ways of doing things. Right. And when you said, you know, these positive affirmations, I had a client call me one day, and she goes, "I just said to myself at the grocery store, well." damn I'm confident
0: good so, something tells me you put that in my head I yes, got it. exactly <laughs> I did. you're welcome I knew you'd be at the grocery store that's a terrible place yeah. you that's need small. to be confident yes. We're in market We're to be confident yes yes throwing bows at the grocery store god it's holidays I get it yes agree so <laughs> I, I need a good description me. of the experience I I do. I agree. I think that's, I think that's great. And honestly, I came to it on my own. I started going to hypnotherapy
1: because I was Mm -hmm. biting my nails my whole Mm -hmm. life, but I was destroying my hands during my divorce. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my sister, who's often more of a big sister to me, even though she's three years younger than me, was like, I know you're in yoga therapy, you're in traditional therapy, but this isn't good. You gotta do something. Mm. And at the time I had a friend who had just become um finished her training in hypnotherapy. So she said, Let me just practice on you.
0: Yeah. It took
1: me about two years. Mm-hmm. And because it was a really ingrained way of for whatever reason, my subconscious mind thought, if I eat my fingernails off my hands, I can handle stress. No. Right. Right. Um, but I realized The layers of other things that needed to be addressed—not just it wasn't the nail biting, right? It was you know when like even the layers of sediment when you're looking when you're you know going down the river in the Grand Canyon you see that that's like within us so we've got to address all of those other layers and most of the time when you just start to address stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. because that amplifies everything in our life absolutely and when we can start to address that then it gets it's much easier to start to attack those things that seem like the big yes. challenge
0: yes no i agree i don't know what i started with with you i don't think i think it was probably just anxiety but i think we went sort of backwards and forwards and got to the root of the fact that i was living in fear that um, I was living in fear that people who had hurt me would be able to find me still. And that was a very child, like child deep fear. And a lot of them were like a lot of the things that I have worked with you on were just so much more, were just so much deeper than surface level, right? Like, so I thought that my biggest problem was like reading too much news, but I didn't realize what I was doing is reading the news to sort of keep my keep my anxiety at a manageable level, so that I didn't feel some of the things that I was dealing with emotionally. I didn't realize I was doing that as a coping mechanism. I didn't realize I was throwing that energy in. But over time, I had just, I realized that I wasn't that child anymore. And that is sort of what turned it around for me, if you remember, like, realizing that, like, even if somebody were to show up on my front porch, like, we're huge now. Like we're big. We're not little anymore. We're not, we're not tiny people that can be tossed around anymore. And I just, it changed a lot about how I was thinking about everything else too. So being able to work with you to heal. And I'm not saying I'm done. Obviously I see you every week, like (laughs) being able to work with you to heal my inner child has had such an enormous impact on my life and the ability I have to reach for things that I wouldn't have if I hadn't started working with you. So I think that I I don't want to undersell it either by just being like, oh, yeah, you know, she draws amazing pictures with my kids. I want to just be clear that like you helped me in such a deep way. But also, when my children see you, they are, they have another person in our community that's an adult that loves them and cares about their feelings and cares about their thoughts and takes, you know, their hurts as seriously as their mother does. And that is something that I just did not know I would be able to give them. That I'm so grateful to have you, just so that not, not so they're being, you know, hypnotized, so that they yeah. feel like they're members of a community. Because I yeah. know when we think about, um, the children who are targeted most by abusers, those are the people who don't know what other adults are like. Those are the people who don't understand what adult behavior is or what those thing, what things are okay. So them having access to more loving adults in their lives that are safe and care about them gives me the opportunity to undo damage that was done to me by just negligence, right? So I'm just, I'm, I'm always so so grateful to have you in my life. So I don't want to undersell how much work you have put into me and my family. It seems like I'm old. I want to make sure I'm 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 right level selling it
1: here. <laughs> and it I I I was thinking of even rebranding myself as like a family practitioner because you yes. start to see like one member of the family, the next thing I yes. know, I've got the whole family. Yes. You know, people come in and they're like with their children and then they I'm like yeah, you, know, you seem a little frazzled. I just yeah. just remember, I you know, I got a little stress management recording on my <laughs> no, website. I I try that if that yeah. feels like you know, it feels cozy and warm. Let me know. Maybe yeah, go towards what's warm. Come on into the office for yourself sometime. Yes.
0: We will buy the fanciest things for our children, but we won't do it for ourselves. Oh my God. Right. Like I remember the time I wouldn't buy myself a new bra because it was $35. And I was like, do I really need this extra, extra new bra? And I put it on my Amazon list for like six months. I told her about it and she was like, go home and buy the bra. Thank you for that feedback. You know, like I was just so, um, yeah, because us moms in particular, moms in particular i didn't need it need it but even if if my kid had wanted something like that for like under forty dollars i wouldn't have even thought about it but for myself for whatever reason right i I had to like i'd like convince myself like i had to like i don't know what we do as moms but like we we got to live with the bottom of the barrel for whatever reason yeah, I mean, I, I still really do that. it
1: on occasion, but I've gotten better and yes. it, but my kids are 19 and 24, so. Right.
0: You think to yourself, oh, well, you know, I don't need this. The kids need this, and this is coming up, and someday they'll need braces, and for what, like, whatever, <laughs> right? Whatever your excuse is for why you can't do something nice for yourself. I've yeah. told myself any number of excuses, but, like, this this is completely different, so, yeah. You know, what I'm right.
1: thinking, you know, it, you know, I'm doing yoga with the kids often when they come in because that's my jam. But I also understand the therapeutic side of yoga. So yeah. I'll give you a yoga pose yep. as part of your your tools because what's going on is you're storing a lot of your issues in your tissues. And if I put yeah. you in a certain pose, I know that it's going to release this, that, and the other thing for you. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so you're like one-stop wellness all the time (laughs) And I'm just, I mean, I don't know So anytime I, I always send all my friends to you as well I've always, and like then you, then they become your friends too And like that, that is my favorite So like, I mean, I've just had such good experience sending people your way And just, I get like, I get all the extra credit points Because they're just like, how did you find her? She's so great, I love her You know, like and it's so I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on, because I was like, everybody, this, this is the thing that that is helping me go to where I need to go, given where I started, because I'll have people read my book and they'll just be like, how did you do this? And I'm just like, I just want to introduce like the team of, like, you know, like all the all the people I have to have in my life that are just that are there that I was lucky enough to bring into my, bring into my life, you know, just so, um, anyway. I
1: I mean, I'm not holding myself up on my own.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, I, I I have
1: a hypnotherapist. I go see when I really need like what I'd say, like a rotor rooter.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then I have
1: my traditional therapist. I, I do hypnosis on myself Mm -hmm. every few days. Yeah. yeah, I also am neurodiverse and mm-hmm. I, I am very grateful to the amount of stuff that falls out of your mouth about <laughs> neurodiversity, because I feel like you've taught me things about my, myself as well. And uh, it's like when you talk about your friends and introducing your friends, you know, this community grows, but it, in, in, in a really great, like enlightened, educated way.
0: Right, right. Well, we experience, I mean, neurodiverse people experience, like most of us, like high 90s percent, experience rejection sensitivity just because we're so aware of how by looking at people's faces, whether or not they are understanding us or care to or whether we are being, you know, misunderstood or rejected. And we hate neurodiverse people hate to be misunderstood. So we get really, really adept at being face readers. So most of us experience rejection sensitivity. So it is so important to understand that about yourself so that you're not thinking, oh, I'm just a crazy person. I'm just somebody who deals with this stuff. I'm bad. I'm this. I'm that. Because we all feel that way. And I always say it is so important to understand that you're a normal zebra, rather than the thinking that you might be a broken horse, right? Like, I just, I just don't, you know, so I always say, better to know, (laughs) better to know, and be able to do more with that understanding than than think badly about yourself. So.
1: I prefer, like, a normal unicorn because I just would
0: rather... Oh, no, totally. I mean, so you, can be, you can be a normal unicorn. That's completely fine. Let's be unicorns. Why would we want to be zebras? Good point. I love chatting with you, and I always forget now so, that there are, are people that. listening. <laughs> I just... I feel like since I'm so... Nor- I'm talking to you so regularly that, like, I actually have to be aware of an audience this time. So, anyway... What do you think is sort of the thing that you hear the most from people when they come to see you? What is the thing that they are reaching out to you for? and Or if it's a few things, what are the common things people are reaching out to you for?
1: I definitely have people reach out to me across the spectrum and come yeah. to me for the traditional things that I believe a lot of us um, first were introduced to hypnosis if it wasn't Scooby-Doo. It was right. to quit smoking, mm-hmm. weight loss. hmm I would say most of my clients come to manage anxiety, mm. um, to deal with things that they weren't able to, they're dealing with them in traditional therapy, but they know that through hypnosis, they can have some faster results. Right. Um. Right. And so I, I find that even I get referrals from doctors and therapists, yep. like, Right. you know maybe you should try this in conjunction yes. to this. Yeah. Um and I do and 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 they do get faster results but then I also have a lot of people who come to me because this form of therapy just feels better to them. They leave yeah. the office feeling better. They take 20 minutes to talk, they take 40 minutes to basically lay down. Yep. And they feel like they're just more it's a more efficient form of therapy for them. Right. Right. I think that there, there is definitely a need for all types of therapy. All types and of therapy. I've yes. probably done all types of therapy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I find that a lot of people reach out to me for the relatability piece. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm very active on social media. I'm very, um, I have a pretty big list of people that I send monthly newsletters out to my life the things i've done the things i've lived the things i've experienced is so diverse mm. that i seem to be relatable to a really wide spectrum of people right right um and so for my own personal sharing and being transparent and authentic with the community i people reach out to me because of that
0: of course i can imagine yeah no i agree all forms of therapy we absolutely like I am a big supporter of therapy. To be clear, I am saying that there was a huge gap between my ability to heal from what I had been through in regular therapy. I had talked, Thanks. I had talked it all out, I had been prescribed medication, I had gone through all of that process first, and I was at the place where I was being told that I couldn't be helped anymore. Like I couldn't I I had already dealt like air quotes, dealt with my trauma. And yet I was still feeling the same dread and anxiety and fear that I had lived with for my entire life. And talk therapy just wasn't touching it. So I I just want to be clear. I'm a very big fan of therapy and I've benefited from therapy in my life. But there was a gap in my life between the trauma I had experienced and my ability to heal from it on my own with just, um, you know, your your run-of-the-mill therapy so to speak same
1: here i mean and i've done emd i mean done everything i've done everything and um just you know to be transparent i too you know was sexually abused as a child thank you for sharing that yeah and so you know there was a lot of issues in my tissues to work out right right Um, which is why some of the times i do like I will say, hey, I want you to do a yoga pose. When Mm -hmm. I first was starting to practice yoga, it took me three months and, you know, your followers can Google what a bridge pose is. But Mm -hmm. if I went into bridge pose, I sobbed uncontrollably afterwards. But I knew Mm -hmm. that I felt just enough of a shift that Mm -hmm. if I kept on doing it and I was consistent, consistency is key to anything in life. Mm -hmm. If I was consistent, there was going to be a day where it was going to change and there was it was about three months in where i sat up and instead of sobbing i felt like mm. when i was diagnosed with a heart condition in my late 20s you know i knew that from what the doctor said that i needed to start to i was teaching at the time 28 a rose classes you know i was punching i was jumping i was doing jumping mm. jacks i was doing all these things I needed to do something different and that's when I discovered Jon Kabat-Zinn, mm-hmm. um his book Wherever You Go There You Are is my bible and mm-hmm. I made meditation a daily thing. Now I for I would say for probably 15 18 years practiced mindfulness like at the gate of meditation and mm-hmm. I would I you know, I always talk about like the tapping of the fingers because it's mm-hmm. kind of like the using of the mandala beads. But the tapping of the fingers also um, is that whole sensorial piece. It imprints mm-hmm. it. So I always use my fingers when I meditate. It's it's a thing for me. It works for me. And I would li- literally just require myself to sit for five minutes. Yeah. And if I was in felt like I could do more, then I would do more. Mm-hmm. But at one point in time. It shifted and I went from the gate to actually like, oh, I'm doing more than just mindfulness. I think I just walked through the gate. I think I'm yeah. really meditating. Mm-hmm. So I think so many times people um give up very yeah. early on. Yeah. I mean, so I'm talking over a decade and I yeah. didn't give up. And eventually I got there. So those are the sorts of tools that I try to share with everybody when they come in whether it's a yoga private or whether it's a hypnosis, you know, Mm -hmm. you're coming for a yoga private. I'm also going to be doing deep relaxation and things that I would be doing in, in hypnosis because there's such benefits and they, they go. So they come so beautifully together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, um, I was terrible at meditating, right? Like I was, and what I mean by that is I had had people say to me before, Oh, well, die, you need to meditate. Have you tried meditation? So like people like to have really helpful commentary when you're talking about yourself and you're talking about sort of the things that you haven't been able to overcome yet. And you kind of know that they don't know what they're talking about. And you know that yeah. they haven't gone through like what you've gone through, but they're like very happy to be like, Oh, have you tried Pilates? Pilates did wonders for me. And you're just like, listen, Sarah Beth, I am so happy for you. But this is a different thing that I'm going through. So like, I really struggled with meditation. And I really struggled to sort of do that on my own. And whenever I tell people, they'd be like, Oh, well, you just you try harder, you try harder. And so I I really had a lot of self, like not self hate, but like, self upsetness around that. Like I really did blame myself because I had so much feedback from folks, right? Like people wearing yoga pants every day. And I'm not against wearing yoga pants every day, by the way, do you moms? I just mean like, I'd had like people like really tell me that like, oh, well, you're just not trying hard enough. I I do it and it's great. I struggled so much because of ADHD and meditation. Having worked with Miss mm. Heather for as long as I have, I have found that I'm actually really good at like guided meditations now. And I can sit there for a really long time and sort of get really peaceful. And it's just been like, finally... Finally, I have found something that works for me because, you know, you go through trauma and then you understand that, like, certain things aren't going to be healing or helpful for you over time. And it's working for everybody else. And, of course, there's the wellness industry that's always like, oh, you know, just drink your green smoothies and and you're like this is not going to heal my trauma, right? Like are we talking about the same thing? I don't feel like we're talking about the same thing. I am sorry you got to be that one time, but this is not the same level things we're talking about. I need something like really high level, right? You know, you with your help, I can now sit still and meditate and I'm just so grateful.
1: Well, and you know, I'm always working on focus and, you know, mental balance and so of course, if we're going in and rewiring the subconscious mind, yeah. Of course you're going to ha- build to reap those benefits. And then meditation is gonna be more than just an app that you bought on your phone that you look at. That I look
0: at and feel bad about, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> no, no, I know everybody too well for right. That four dollar app you bought died. That space app. I'm like you too. Do you use it? Yeah, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, now I look at it and it hasn't been downloaded on my phone for a long time and I feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I know same. I do the same thing firstly, I wanted to thank you for coming on, and I'm so so grateful for all of your love and support and all that you have shared so um, I know I need to let you get back to all the awesome work you do in the world, so I'm sure everybody after this conversation would love to hear more about how to follow you and get in touch with you in case they want to work with you too. How do they best do that?
1: Well, it's pretty easy. Heather's with an E on the end. (laughs) Dot com. Um, If you come to my, if you come to my website and you're across the country, know that I work with people across the country. I work with people across the pond. Mm -hmm. Um, I have clients I've never actually met in person and I, they just found me on the world wide web and reached out to me. And uh, that Google stuff seems to be working. Amazing. (laughs) When, When you go to my website, if you go to the bottom of any page there, it doesn't have a pop-up setting, but I know a lot of us have pop-ups freezed on our, mm-hmm. on our devices. But if you go to the bottom of any page, you can throw in your email address in there and it'll send you a 20 minute recording for stress management. I have a lot of clients who use it often, if not daily to help them go to sleep at night. And it's mm-hmm. only 20 minutes long. And that's just like my little gift from me to the community.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then you can see, you know, what it is that I offer, what it is that I do. And mm. uh, you can even read about my children's books there. And kids yes.
0: and- love your children's books.
1: Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah. That was a lifelong goal. So, yeah. um, and I still have a few more that I need to like dust off and bring to life. But I know I'm you will. I was trying to get my kid off to college. You know, a few I- <laughs> other, you know personal <laughs> things I'm trying to do. Yeah. So. And then I have some adult books in me too. So I've not, um, not adult books.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Clarify here. (laughs) You do you boo. Like I'll read your adult books. You know, I will. Um, anyway, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I do. I know what you mean. Um, okay. So I'm sure people are very excited and are going to be reaching out to you. And I'm so glad for that. So y'all, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the Indomitable podcast for more incredible stories of humaning. Remember that my new book, Indomitable, A Foster Care Story, is available wherever you get your books. And it currently has five stars on Goodreads. So also, thank you to all of my friends who came out to visit me at the book signing, including Miss Heather. I was so touched and I had such an amazing time. So if you have places you'd like me to bring the Indomitable experience to, please reach out to us. And finally, as ever, I am so happy to have you here in community with me. And remember, together we are truly Indomitable. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.